Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. A shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We do a lot of declarations and we do a lot of confessions here at Kingdom Life Church. You hear a lot of things over and over and over and over again, and everything we do is intentional. It's on purpose. Um, prosperity confession or our tithe confession or declaration, everything is on purpose because one day you're going to say that confession and you're going to be- actually believe it and something supernatural is going to happen in your life. So when you say it the first time, see, we don't really understand that it takes belief for things to move in our life and for things to happen, especially in God's word and believing with the things that you're saying. Belief is what causes the supernatural, amen, to open up. It's connected to what you believe. Amen. Amen. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's connected. I think about uh, Tay, this, this uh, Tay said he got saved on Friday. Amen. Some of you may think, Tay, you got saved some time ago. And this is what we've been talking about and teaching about throughout this series. Amen. As well as when we do altar calls and everything, you know, and, and, and people talk about how, how salvation is sealed. And it is sealed when you get saved. It's sealed when you get saved. And so if you're not saved, amen, look, so it, it took some time for, for the light bulb to come on and say, I'm going to follow Jesus. So what happened the other few times that you may have confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior? Did you really believe what you said? The Bible says in Romans 9, and, or Romans 10, verse 10, it says, with the heart, man believes, but with the mouth, the confession is made unto salvation. But I first got to believe where? Not my head. So a lot of people are saved in their head, but not in their heart. See, once you get saved in your heart, transformation will take place. But salvation in your head will cause you to stay on the same path doing the same thing, and you may be in jeopardy of missing heaven if you're not careful. Because only the saved is going to get to heaven. That's not my message, but thank you, Tay. Amen. (laughs) Come on, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's let's dive in this morning. Today we're closing out Reach the One. Amen. I pray your life has been impacted. Amen. Uh, again, get the series, listen to it over and over, watch it on YouTube, watch, listen to it on podcasts, get the CDs, bless other people with it. Amen. Let's spread this word. Let's reach the one. Let's be active in the things that we're hearing. Let's get active. Amen. Amen. Let's get active in the things that we're hearing. My objective in this series is to bring awareness to the truth That because we are born-again believers, we are called to be the light. We are called to be the light. When there is no light, there is no prophetic insight or or revelation. When there is no light, there is no prophetic insight or revelation. We are called to embody the light. You and I, we are called to embody the light. Glory to God. And so to effectively reach the one, we must become the light. We must become the word, the walking word, the word that was made flesh. Not Jesus, 
We, we, we're not going to become Jesus, but we're also, the Bible says, we should be living epistles read by men. You're the walking and the living and the breathing word of God. That when people see you, they see the light. Glory to God. They see somebody they want to be like. Man, I want to follow him. I want to follow her. Something about them, the peace that they have, glory to God, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of turmoil, something is strange about them. That they're so calm and they, they, it's like they always know that God got them. God got us, man. Yeah. At this stage of my life, you know, my wife and I, you know, we, we will continue to hunger and thirst after God. I mean, really, at this stage, our focus is who else can we help get saved and disciple? Who else can we help get saved and then get discipled? Who else can we help? That's our focus. That's our focus. It's, it's not things. The, our focus is who else can we get saved? Who, who else can we disciple? Who can we share this life with that, that God has is, is blessed us with? Who else can we help Get, get this life, man, because this life, this is a blessed life. Oh, I tell people, this is a blessed life, man. This is the blessed life. Well, let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Look, it says this, verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Yep, on the basket, but on the, the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. I mean, these are just practical principles, things he's sharing. Listen, just showing you the significance of the light that you're carrying and how to carry it. Verse 16 says, your light must shine before people in such a way that they will see your good works and glorify the Father, they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. They will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. People are watching you. Do you realize people are watching you at work? People are watching you in your everyday life. If people see you all the time at the grocery store or in your community or neighborhood, people are watching you. And they already know if something's different about you. They already know. They already know. So everything on earth is attracted to light. Everything on earth is attracted to light. When light shows up in the room, everything changes. When the light shows up in the room, things change. When you show up in the room, things change. People are like, wow, the light is here. Something changes or shifts in that atmosphere when the light shows up. Let's look at 1 John, 1 John chapter 1. Man, I'm telling you, I got so many stories bubbling on the inside of me. I, I got to see where, I got I to gotta manage them though. Amen. Praise God. 1 John uh, chapter 1, uh, verses, uh, let's look at verse 6 and 7. It says, if we say, if we say we have a relationship with God and yet live in the dark. Key word, live in the dark, we're lying. We aren't being truthful. But if we live, again, key word, live 
in the light in the same way that God is in the light, we have a relationship with each other. Notice, we cannot live in the light and in the dark at the same time. We cannot live, live, emphasis on live. We cannot live in the light, meaning practice righteousness, stay in the light, amen, and at the same time, continue to practice darkness and stay in the dark. Verse 7 again, but if we live in the light in the same way that God is in the light, we have relationship with each other. Listen, and the blood of his son, Jesus, cleanses us from every sin. I will live for the Lord in public because he died for me in public. I'm not hiding my Christian walk with God. He didn't die for me in public or in secret, amen, so I'm going to live for him in public. He's calling each of us to live for him as he died for us. He didn't just die because he got raised again, but we, God is calling each of us to not be ashamed of this gospel, to live a very public Christian life. Don't hide your light. Don't put it under the table. Put that light where it belongs so everybody can see that you're of, look, my dad said yesterday, they said, you're of the way. They're people of the way. Oh, he said on Friday. Yeah, yeah, or well, yesterday. But yeah, so we're, we're people of the way. Let everybody know that you're a Christian, that you're a believer, that you're not ashamed of this gospel. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm with the Lord now. I believe something happens the Lord reaffirms himself in you when you get brave and bold enough to stand on his word and stand on his promise. I'm not saying you got to be like I was with a bullhorn and all that kind of stuff and going, you know, going through those kind of things. But, but however God will use you, your light must shine. People should know that you're saved. They're in your life for any part, for any, any um, you know what I'm saying, length of time, they should know that you're saved. Or that something, something is different about you. Because if you hang around people long enough, they're going to tell you what? Their problems. They're going to tell you what's going on with their children. They're going to tell you what's going on in their life. They're going to begin to share with you how, how what's happening in the world is bothering them. And they may feel hopeless. Ding, ding, ding. All these things they're saying is like, and we just like, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. We understand. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. When God is listening, exactly. Yeah, we'll pray for you. When God was look, looking for you because they opened the door for you to go ahead and walk in and begin to share your hope with them. Let me, share, let me tell you where my hope comes from. Let me share with you, how, you know, why I, I stay in so much peace. Look, I met Jesus, this has been years ago, and whatever, see, you know what I'm saying, you begin to share whatever testimony is needed at the time. 
that's relevant to what you're saying. I remember struggling like that. I remember, you know, focusing so much on that. But then the scripture tell me, don't magnify the problem, magnify him. So as I began to read the word and make confessions and all that, and man, listen, I'm telling you, do you go to church? You just, you just go pop it out there in the, this, this, this stop me a sinner. Do you go to church? Do you have a church home? Well, you know, I ain't been to church in a long time. I'm telling you, you need to come with me this Sunday. Matter of fact, let me know when you get here. Let me give you one of my cards. Let me give you the address. Here, here we go right here. When you get here, I'm, listen, let me know when you're on the way. I'll make sure I save a seat for you. But instead, we let people come in and out of our life and never know where their eternal destination is going to reside. And God strategically, like, I'm going to make sure they get in touch with them because I know, you know, I know they say this, hopefully they're going to they say something. So God sometimes reach way past you to other folk. And then you come to church like, hey, I've been working for you for 10 years. But she ain't never invited me to your church. So he, God had to use a stranger. Like that, they could have been here 10 years ago. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so he died for us in public, and um, it wasn't a secret, and neither is our life. It's not a secret. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Reach the one. Do everything without complaining or fussing or arguing, 15, so that you will be blameless and pure, children of God, without any fault but you are living with evil people all around you who have lost their sense of what is right we're living in community right now we're living around people who have lost lost their sense of what is right they're lost good people great people family people amen but they have lost their sense of what is right the Bible says, and you're living all around them. You work with them. They're your family members. Amen. You know, you see them all the time. They're all around you. You know, Proverbs, uh, you know, I turned there, but Proverbs, uh, I believe 21, 21 around 2 or 3 says that um, every man is right in his own eyes. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. So, so there are people that are, that, are, that are going in the wrong direction, but they believe that it's the right direction because their way to them appears to be right. This is the right way. I'm heading in the right direction. But it's right in their own eyes. Again, but you are living with evil people all around you who have lost their sense of what is right. Among those, among those people, you shine like lights in a dark world. Among them, I just talked about, among them, you shine like lights in a dark world. And then verse 16 says, and you offer them, you, you shine and you offer them. You shine and you offer them the teaching that what? Do we need to do an uh, exercise like we did last week? Is it on the screen? Okay, because I, I don't know if y'all seeing what I'm saying or what I'm reading. Okay, let's, let's do this again. Okay, no, it's one a trick question. One trick question. 
<laughs> and you, listen, you, 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 verse 16, and you offer them the teaching that gives life. You're shining. You're the one shining. You're the light of the world. You're the one that got your light on. You're the one shining. You offer, you're also the one that offers them the teaching. You share with them how to receive the same light that you have. You know, I remember at a job I used to work at some years ago, and, and uh, you know, and, you know, the guys, they ain't know me or whatever. And um, uh, matter of fact, I was working with uh, uh, Deacon Antoine. Yeah, I worked at Deacon Antoine at the time and uh, years ago. And, and uh, for, of course, I came to work on my Bible. That's number one. And at lunch break, I had my Bible right on the table like this. And all the, you know, the date, you know, they end up, everybody eating and all that, but I got my Bible. You know, of course, you know, people pick with you and all that. And they say, look, you know, they, you know, a couple guys want to try to, you know, make me fight them or whatever, you know, but you, you're going to go through that. They're going to find out how much God is in you for real. You know, they're going to find out, you know, and I did want to fight a few, you know what I'm saying, at times. <laughs> at different times, but, you know, I had to keep myself. I had to, you know, had to, I had, you know, because I had to remember I was the light. You understand? So I, I, I couldn't go too far, but uh, I remember this guy was like, you know, he used to always say, man, what's up, killer? What's up, killer? I'm like, what's up, killer? I ain't no, ain't no killer here. He said, no, I'm not saying, no, I'm the life giver. I'm the life giver. You understand? So, you know, and, and, and sharing with just something small like that just to kind of correct people, you, let, you know, let people call you player, player. No, I ain't player. No, I, I'm not player, player. But see, if you're not careful, you allow people, you'll let people treat you like they treat everybody else. But listen, I'm not everybody else. I'm me. I'm not player, player. I'm not killer. I'm not, you understand? I'm not dog. <laughs> I messed with a guy one day. What's up, dog? I said, what's up, cat? How you doing? I mean, let's just keep going with the animals. You understand? We, any other animals in the room today? <laughs> let's play the animal game. <laughs> But I'm AJ, by the way. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. But at some point, you understand, you have, to, you have to let your light shine and not be ashamed of the word to show people there's a different way. I already told y'all in part one or part two that it, it, if your name don't change or if your life don't change, it don't matter whether your name change or not. God changed people's names because he just wanted to do something different in their life. Might well call me the same old name if my life ain't changing. Amen? Yeah. Again, verse 16, you offer them the teaching that gives life. So I can be proud of you. This is Paul talking to the Philippian church. So I can be proud of you when Christ comes again. You will show that my work was not wasted when Jesus come back. And if Pastor AJ and Pastor Tina not here, amen, don't, don't make it seem like I didn't, we didn't teach y'all nothing. Amen. God, like y'all been at church a long time not to learn anything. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Show that the work was not wasted. That I ran in the race and won. Listen, ignorance is the enemy of light. Ignorance is the enemy of light. You know, Hosea 4 and 6 says that, you know, my people perish for a lack of what? Knowledge. 
People are perishing because of what they don't know. If they knew it, they would do something different. It just, they didn't know. I didn't know I could be saved. I didn't know that Jesus died for me. I didn't know that he paid the price for me. And that's our assignment. Just tell people that they're free. Tell people they don't have to live like that no longer. Tell them, listen, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Don't beat yourself up. Light exposes. Light crushes the darkness. Put your life under the light so that it's out in the open. You realize light is the remedy for darkness? It's the remedy for darkness. Man, I walked in so much darkness, but when the light came, praise God, I wasn't perfect, but I was able to see my, see my way out of the dark situations that I was in. But while I was in the dark, I couldn't see anything. Bumping into stuff, bumping into drugs, bumping into all this sex, bumping into all this alcohol, bumping into all this, this ungodly stuff. Why? Because it was so dark, I couldn't see. But then once my eyes, oh, no, I ain't doing that. Oh, what the world? Heck no. I'm going to be a father. No, I'm going to be a husband. No, I'm going to be a one. No, so now I can see now. Now I can make intelligent decisions. I don't got to walk around blind and bumping into everything like I used to. I'm in the light now. How are we bumping into stuff in the light on? Do you need glasses? <laughs> Let me go get your eye checked, baby. In the natural, you would do that if it was your child. and they kept bu- Like, hold on. You, you didn't see that in front of you? Let me, come on. We're going we, we to go down to the eye doctor. We'll get your eyes checked. But people are stumbling so much. Because the light is not on. Why are you stumbling so much? Are you in darkness? you the light, right? You, you, can you see? <laughs> John 3, John 3, John 3. Man. It says, this is why people are, verse 19, this is why people are condemned. The light came into the world Yet, people love the dark rather than the light because their actions were evil. And it may be, I love the dark for a period of time because my deeds were evil, because my actions were evil. So there are people that are in the dark and they like the dark because if they came to the light, amen, light will cause things to happen. Light will expose things in their life. And so they remain in the dark. And the Bible's saying you love it. You know, I've shared with people before, it's like, if you want to just sin, man, won't you just go on and sin? Won't you just go on and live for the devil? Hold on, pastor, why would you say, why not? Why are you playing? You, you playing yourself. Go hang out with the devil, is that what you want to do? But playing a game, I mean, I'm just saying, it, 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 could cost you, it could cost you more if you ain't careful. People say, they say it like this, like they got, like you got to, like sin got to run this course in your life. Ain't nothing running no course. 
I'm jumping off this course. I'm getting off. 25 years old when I got saved. Tay said, you 20. Yeah, five years from now, I got saved. Look, man, what? You're 20 and saved? That's why we say our ceiling is your floor. You don't start where we started. You shouldn't. You got your parents, you got people in your life that's already went ahead. You don't got to struggle and, and go through everything I went through to try to prove a point. Well, they need to give the best way they can. Well, I'm going to show them how to get it. They just need to embrace it. I'm just saying, I'm not hanging. I, I mean, that's just me. I didn't play. I, y'all ain't see me at church nowhere. When I was, when I was practicing sin, I didn't see church who? Ain't going to church for what? I'm not going to church. I'm ready to change, man. Came up in this building, man. I'm ready to change. I want something different. I want something new. I want the Lord. I want, I want a new life. People are watching you. They're watching you. You got to make your mind up like Tay did. That's what you got to do. You just got to make your mind up. Yet you're ready to change. Unfortunately, you don't have the time that we had. It's not our fault. I'm sorry. People, you don't have, this, you don't have the time that your parents had. It's not our fault. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just saying that you just don't have that time. You don't have that time to wait till you fit this. You, might, you don't know what's going to happen this year. If we might don't make it out this year. We don't know what's going to happen. It's too much is going on to be playing. We need to snatch as many folk into the kingdom as we possibly can. We need to get everybody on the boat before it starts raining. Once it starts raining, it's too late. It's too late. You hear me, Lucian? Lucian, you hear me? Yeah, they say, yeah, you hear me. That's all. Yeah, amen. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you hear me. Okay, great. Just want to make sure you hear me. Yeah. The light came into the world, yet people love the dark rather than the light because their actions were evil. Verse 20, people who do that, who do what is wrong, listen, hate the light and don't come to the light. They don't want their actions to be what? Just go and get it exposed. You understand? You're adulterous, just get it, come under the light. You're a fornicator, get in the light. You understand? You're on drugs, get in the light. You're alcoholic, get in the light. Come on to the light. With your messed up self, come to the light. Bring your sins to the light. Why are we holding on to them? You can't do nothing about it. You can't fix it. You can't help your own self. Bring it to the light. Because once you expose it, then, then, then uh, Jesus can help you. You're so secretive. You lying to yourself. Why perish for nothing? Bring it to the light. God, this is what I'm struggling with, God. Man, I couldn't wait. Man, I got to the light. I was like, Lord, I'm giving them everything. God, you can have it all. The light is not just it's shining on your whole body, and we're just still trying to hide stuff from God. God, well, I don't want you to see that. God said, I see it. <laughs> I already see it. 
I seen you, I seen him, I seen her, I seen y'all, I seen it. What you hiding? Who you hiding from? You hiding from the life giver, the one that's there to set you free? The devil is the only one telling you keep it a secret because he wants to destroy you. He want to catch you slipping. If you stay on the path long enough, he, can he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's all he does, the devil. That's it. He don't have another assignment. So if I can keep them on the wrong path long enough to kill them, destroy them, that's, that's his assignment, y'all. He is not playing. Expose it. Lord, I'm naked, not ashamed. You're merciful, God. Listen, God can handle anything. He's a big boy. <laughs> God said, what? That won't none. Did you see them kings back in Egypt? Did you? What y'all? What? I've seen worse. He said, bring it here. Just bring it here. Just bring it here. Just bring it here. Put it on the altar. Bring it here. Come on. So you can live your life so you can live the blessed life, so you can move forward, so you can receive all that I got for you. Bring it here and put it on the altar. Hmm. Verse 21, but people who do what is true come to the light so that the things they do for God may be what? Clearly seen. We ain't hiding nothing because we know we can't hide it. We know we can't hide. We know he knows our thoughts before we thank him. We know this about this God. I hope I'm helping you this morning. Matthew 7. 13 and 14. You can enter true life only through the narrow gate. The gate to hell is very wide and there is plenty of room on the road that leads there. This is what we need to be hearing in churches all over America. Is that there are two paths, two paths, two roads. And we have to decide which one we're going to go on, that we're going to live on, or which one we're going to walk on. Because the road that leads to hell is so wide, it's, you know what it's saying? A lot of people are going in that direction. A lot of people are, are not seeing. They're still in the dark. And they're on purpose going in that direction. On this wide path, they're going and plenty of room on that road that leads there. Plenty of room on the wide path. Many people go that way. Verse 14 says, but the gate that opens the way to true life is narrow. I tell you, you the topic of the day, man. It's narrow. It's narrow. Why? Because at some point, if the light bulb don't come on, 
Are you really going after Jesus? Are you really following Jesus? Have you really submitted your life to Jesus? That way is narrow. The true life way is narrow. And that road leads there. Listen, it's hard to follow. It's hard to follow. Only a few people find it. That's how the whole church and everybody online is crying right now. Just, just, just boo-hooing that few people are going to find this road. Few people are going to find this road. Few people. But you know why? Because few people are showing them where it is. Remember, the harvest is what? It's a wide and broad path. It's a, it's, it's a large road that's heading in the wrong direction. At the same time, the people who have the answers is small. The people that want to reach out, harvest is plentiful, souls everywhere. The labors are few. Very few people want to tell them how to get on the right road. Now the Bible is saying few people are going to find that road. What? We don't know how much a few is. A few million, billion, we don't know what the few is. But just to say it's a few. I mean, if I say I'm going to give you a few dollars, what you think about? If I say, I'm, listen, I'm going I'm, I'm to bring you a large amount of money. What you think about? Well, we, I mean, come on, that's what I just tell me. If I say I'm going to give you a large amount of money, what you think about what? Hundred dollars? But if I say I'm going to give you, so I'm going to give you a few, I'm, I'm going to give you a little something. What, what you thinking? Five, ten dollars. <laughs> Think about the path, y'all. Think about the path. This wide and broad path, this large path to everybody going in the wrong road. Then you got this small path, this few path, this, this other path that few going to find. And you and I, the believers, the Christians that are online and that are sitting here and that are in churches all over the world, the Bible's still saying that, hey, the harvest is plentiful, but the, the labors are few. The Bible even said hell is going to enlarge itself. Hell is like what's too small. It's got to get bigger because we got to let more people in. What? Hell is enlarging itself? And that's why we say, look, we need, we need to enlarge heaven. I know the scripture don't say that, but we need to do our best. To enlarge heaven, man. Let's get many souls to heaven as possible. Only a few people find it. Aren't you glad you're the few? Just tap yourself on the back. Lord Jesus. Just that alone is like, Lord, thank you me. Oh my goodness. That's why if you here, won't you go and submit? Won't you go and surrender? Won't you go ahead and give your life to the Lord for real? I mean, you're the few, man. You mean you're going to take a chance with the world, with the wide path? Man, you're going to take a chance to get out of your mind or something? something? No! I'm staying in the kingdom. I've been here for 27 years. Why leave now? Why leave? I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in, y'all. I don't have no plan B. I'm all in. I ain't going to another direction. I don't care what happened. Well, you can't never say that. Why not? Who decision is that? What direction I go in anyway? Mine or my circumstance? <laughs> I'm with the Lord. 
with the Lord, man. Stay with the Lord. You have a cookout and get all your family saved. Bring them to your house with the free food like Jesus did. We're going to sit them down in rows. <laughs> sit them down in rows. They're not going to know. They're coming for the food. Jesus said, y'all follow me because I'm feeding y'all. Yeah, that's why we following you, Jesus. Sure, you can't get them come for nothing else, but they come, they come for the food. You, you show them the menu in advance, look, this is what we're going to have. What? Cousins you ain't seen in a while. They're, they're coming. And then right, then just for a brief moment, listen, let me just share a few things. I got everybody here. I got my family here. Just, let me just share a few things with you. You know I love y'all. Y'all know I love you. You know, because you know, you're their uncle, you're their auntie, you're their favorite. Y'all know I love y'all. You know I love you. But look, let me share something with you just real quick. You see what's happening outside. Use what's happening and bring it to the word and then share. What do we call it? Matthew parties? We have a Matthew party. You know, with Jesus connected with uh, Zacchaeus, I believe it came off the wall, you understand, and, you know, or the tax collector, it was Matthew, yeah, man, did. Matthew invited everybody to the house when Jesus came. You didn't have some Matthew parties, you didn't invite people to the house, family, close family, listen, share your story with them. Tell them what Jesus did for you, tell them how he saved you, and, and you know what I'm saying, we, we getting together and people leaving going to hell. You mean you pack your house and ain't nobody get saved? Oh, I'm at, I'm at the cookout league. Man, I, I, I read, I'm getting people Holy Ghost filled, born again. Matter of fact, son, one of our nieces came to church as a result. Ooh, she ain't here today, but that's fine. Hey, look, you may, they might not come every week. That's all right. That's all right. Be patient. Just sow the seed. I told you, I got all, I got all my nieces. Some of them might be wild. I got them, I got them on speed dial. We got, we got a group text. And I told all my nieces and my nephews. I got some of them here and Navante. Say, just, just respond, bro. I know you in church. Just say okay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say something to you. You don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? So the rest of them, don't, you know, they don't respond, but they see it. They seen it. They seen all the things I'm saying. I'm praying for your kids. I'm praying. Other, man, I'm trying to get them in the kingdom. Their life, their lives are going to continue to be a wreck if they don't come into the kingdom. And if you love them, you would tell them. What leads me to my final, almost final scripture, Ezekiel chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3. It says this in verse 17. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Ezekiel, prophet, was a watchman. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. You know, in ancient Israel, you know, watchmen, they were, they were assigned to stand up on a high post. They were stationed to, to, to alert the kingdom or the family when approaching danger came or when somebody came, not just danger, but even when a messenger came. Anybody rolled up on the premises, amen, like our, our alarm systems we got, you know, it was there to alert the family, let them know that danger is coming. This is what the watchmen did. In, in Ezekiel's day. Listen to verse 18. Listen to verse 18 says, When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way, listen, to save his life. You're not trying to point the finger. Nobody trying to condemn nobody. Nobody trying to judge you. No, sinners already judged. 
if a, anybody in the church say people judging you, man, you need to get saved. Because the church, we're going to hold you accountable. We should better hold our brothers and sisters accountable. The dude at my job, they listen, listen, stop saying you're a Christian man and every other word out your mouth is a cuss word. You're making me look bad on the job. You know, you need to check that, man. I mean, what? I mean, I, hey, you may be growing or something, but if I don't check him, because he could be a babe. You understand? And that's what, okay, you, be, you ain't been in church that long? Well, listen, man, listen, just, you need to watch your mouth, man. I'm your brother. I ain't judging you. And they, look, the world is already judged. We can't judge sinners. They already got a destination. Hell, if they don't do something different. So we can't judge them. So why in the world Christians talk about don't judge me? What? What you're saying is, leave me alone, I still want to sin. Don't correct me, I still want to live this filthy life. Well then, you need to take off your Christian hat and your robe and go back in the world. Because as long as you keep saying you're a Christian, you're going to have your brothers and sisters correcting you, confronting you, letting you know about your stuff. accountability. Come on. I thank God for the accountability I had when I was growing up in ministry. I'm still accountable to my pastor. I'm accountable to you. How would you like it if I lived like you? Would you still be here? Dang, we saw pastor, pastor, hey, hey, pastor, I ain't, I mean, I'm coming to the club, pastor, I ain't think to see you up here. I mean, I'm drinking, Pastor. I ain't think you'd be up here drink, Pastor. I ain't think you'd be all up on the girls like that. Well, you up on them. Why, you could be up on them and I can't. You save. I'm, we save, right? Come on. What Bible we living by? How come you place something higher on me than you do on yourself? I got to live by the same book you got to live by. I don't have a special Bible for pastors. I have a pastor's edition. No, I got to live by the same book. And if you don't think I should be with you where you at or doing what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We got an assignment, y'all. Yeah. Listen to this. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. Just talk about a sinner. A wicked person is a sinner. If you don't tell that, if it, God said, if I give you a word for somebody and you don't tell them, you understand, that, and it could save their life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I require at your hand. Because of your disobedience, because you didn't warn them, you didn't tell them what I told you to tell them. You knew you should have said something, but you didn't. God said, if they die like that, I got you. You're going to see me at the end. Don't let them die like that and you ain't say nothing. Now, that's for the wicked. The wicked. Now, let's get to the righteous. Where we at? We didn't get to that. We on verse 19? Listen, yet if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness nor from his wicked ways, listen, he's still going to die. But you have delivered your soul. That's why 
I still tell people certain things. It's not my response. I can't save a fly. But I can share the gospel and share the word. It's still up to them to respond in the end. But at least somebody reached out. You know why God doing this? Accountability. If it's just one person that told them, God going to show them that one person that told them 15 years ago. Because he says not one person going to close their eyes that did not hear the gospel. He says everybody's going to have a chance to hear the gospel. It could be one person. And that person dies like, I ain't never know about no gospel. Lord, I'm what? Nobody ever told me. He can say, hold on. I know you won't pay attention, but let me show you where you were on June the 11th. What's the date, 11th? June the 12th at Kingdom Life Church, you were on Malothian Turnpike. I know we flying in the air right now. We're in cars. We're way past. It's like 2070. You understand? I know you don't remember, but you were sitting there, and he got Pastor AJ. You know what I'm saying? I look better than I did. Come to heaven, sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I look better than I did when I was here. Got a glorious body now. He said, "Let me." You understand? Pastor, Pastor AJ, is, is that him? Yeah, that's him. I was there. I remember he was right there. He was right there. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I did tell him, Lord. And he, I ain't getting in trouble. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble for you. I'm telling you right now. We laughing, but it's funny. Listen, but it's serious. Listen, verse twenty again. Now listen to me. When a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he'll die because you did not give him warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn well, Pat, they ain't gonna listen to me. It ain't about them listening. You warn them. You warn them. They ain't gotta listen. You just tell them. If you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, or one man, like he ain't talking to me, he's talking about men. Okay. Talking about mankind, by the way. <laughs> it's just men. He's just talking to men. He's talking to me. <laughs> you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning. Also, you would have delivered your soul. We have a job to do. Listen, with our brothers and sisters and with those outside of the church. Listen, when you're, when you're led, Holy Spirit, is God is going to lead you. He's not telling you to walk up to everybody with tracks like we did growing up. Like we did coming up in the things of God, knocking on doors. We did that. I did that. Going to apartment complexes, we strategized, you know what I'm saying, that, up, that upcoming week, we're going to start in, in Saturday morning prayer. After Saturday morning prayer, we're going we to be assigned this apartment complex, and there's a group of, it ain't the whole church, because, you, know, you know, it's a special mission. It's only for a certain core group. It's not, it's not for everybody. It's the, it's the Rangers or the Secret Service or Special Forces. Amen. Everybody say it, but it, it, I was supposed to do that. It's, it's for them. They Special Forces. <laughs> they, they the SEALs. That ain't me. I'm just in the Navy. <laughs> ain't jumping out helicopters and swimming all this. No, that's for them. They Special Forces. Same thing in the kingdom. That ain't me. I, I ain't doing that. <laughs> 
I'm just a Christian. You send them to the doors, that's special forces. They talking to them people. I don't talk to people. I'm not a people person. All the excuses we make why we can't do what God is telling us to do. We knocking on doors with a script how to lead them to Jesus. I was in sales. I hate cold calls. Cold calls? We had a door doing a cold, at a door. Folks slamming the door in our face. It's early in the morning. What y'all want? Look, we just want to talk to you about that. <laughs> not this morning, bro. No, bro. No, not, not this morning. <laughs> you going to get a lot of no's before you get to yes. You're going to get some no's. But we did that. We did those things because we wanted to reach our community. I remember I brought a young man home one time. I want to get people saved. I'm trying to do the Bible. You understand? I, I come home, you know, I'm leaving a meeting, one of the substance abuse meetings I used to have. I'm coming home. I mean, you know, dude after the meeting say he ain't got nowhere to go. I mean, I'm supposed to leave him outside, do I? I ain't had no money to put him in a hotel at the time. What do you do? I brought him home. I brought him home, and I had, he was downstairs. I went upstairs, so I said, honey, I said, uh, <laughs> I say, um, it's, it, 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 I got, I, I brought a guy home. <laughs> you brought a, you brought, what are you, what are you supposed to do? I said, well, I mean, he ain't had nowhere to go. What, what, what you brought him here? We got kids here. We got, I said, well, well, I said, well, he gonna sleep downstairs. Well, you gonna sleep with him? <laughs> She said, you're going to be right there in there. Well, I said, well, okay, that's fine. <laughs> of course, after talking to our pastor, you know, that wasn't wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I made a, you know, I, I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to help. That's all I'm, what I'm trying to say is, when you're trying to help people, you take chances. You take risks because you're trying to get their soul saved. And so I've done, I bumped my head, I've done Things that like, oh my, thank you, Lord, for, you know, because anything could have happened without, but thank you, Father, for being there with us. We've packed our cars, cars. We how about we had no cars, but people was taking us to work, picking us up. Zero cars. Zero cars. The pastor, wife was taking me to work. Taking me to work every day. I think the daughter, she was and my wife was riding with the daughter. People trying to help. Every day. So when I get, we got one car, we was, we drove that thing, I'm telling you, way from north to south to east to west, dropping her off, picking her up, come back, get on lunch break, take me back to work, go back, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was a ringing and twisting. But when we got the second car, what I'm going to do with these cars God then gave me? People done reached out to us. People done served us. Now I can't put somebody in my car and bring them to church? No, my car was filled with church folk. I was bringing people to church. I, I had so many people. I was bringing to church that the pastor had to get a van. I think we need to get a van. We need to get a van because you, you, you ain't got no space for these folks. Got a van. Then he got two more vans. When you have a hunger for souls, you will do whatever it takes. And you appreciate. I'm so appreciative. I keep telling you, I'm so appreciative of this life that God gave me that I do not deserve that it's God, and none of this stuff belonged to me. 
None of this belongs to me that I have. Everything. I got out of jail. I ain't have nothing. I ain't have but the clothes on my back. Everything I have belongs to him. I dare not covet or keep any of it. He can get anything from me. None of this stuff have value to me. You know what's valuable? My relationship with Jesus is the most valuable thing in my life. Nothing is more valuable than my relationship with Jesus. Amen. He that wins souls is wise. My final scripture, James 5, 19 and 20, closing with this. My brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, if anyone wanders away from the truth and someone helps that person come back, remember this. Anyone who brings a sinner back from the wrong way will save that person from eternal death and cause many sins to be forgiven. Many sins. Because people can wander away all the time. But it has to be somebody in the congregation. You know, my, I, 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 I'm going to say this statement, but it was a sad commentary. Pastor, I wish I had at least three for you. That's sad. That's sad, man. That's sad in the church. That's sad. That means people are so selfish after God has saved them. That's sad. You mean you got what you got what you needed, and now that's it? You didn't got saved. You didn't got born again, and God didn't change your life. He didn't got you off the drugs. He didn't got you out of this strange situation. He didn't bless you. He didn't increase you. He didn't gave you business. He didn't multiply you. He didn't did all that, and you and your mind ain't on nobody else. Do any can anybody else come into the kingdom through you? This four weeks we've been saying reach the one. Did you bring one person to church? Have you invited anybody personally? It's not an indictment. It's a question because I do it all the time. A lot of people, remember we started the church. We birthed the church. People came because we reached out to them. They didn't know we were here. They didn't know we was here. People know because we were reaching out and we are doing certain things. We didn't have Facebook and Instagram back then. We had flyers <laughs> that, you had to, that you had to put on windows or in people's doors. And we have people in the congregation that struggle with sharing a post from the church. You might want to get saved or give up your position. I mean, give it up. I mean, give it up. If you're not a part of pushing or reaching the one, you're at the wrong place. You might want to go to church where they're handing out cookies and cupcakes. You know what I'm saying? Where everything, where they're just trying to make you feel good but don't care about you. You know how many musicians want to be a part of Kingdom Life Church because they think we got a need for that? But they don't know how anointed our praise team is? You know why? Because a lot of musicians are getting prostituted all over the city. And I tell them straight up, I say, listen, man, listen, you can let them prostitute you or you can be a, become a part of a vision where you can learn, where you can grow, and you can be developed. I don't care about your gift. I care about your soul. And if you don't get your soul and your character right, man, then you're not going to ever play a keyboard around here. I care about the person. We care about the people. 
If you don't care about the people, what's on the pastor should be on you. What's on us should be on our leaders down to you. If you don't see what's on us on our leaders, you may want to find you another one. Because God raising up leaders. We got like 15 more leaders coming out of 60-day leaders, man. I'm telling you, God raising up more leaders. That love the vision and that love souls. This is what we're about here, y'all. We're about souls. That's it. We're going we're gonna, to, oh, look, we're going to build this beautiful building. We're going to build this beautiful building over on Hawkins Road. It's not a museum. It's not a museum that's going to sit there all during the week and then we open it up two days a week. What are we doing the other days? No, ministry never sleeps. There's going to be something happening all the time. Ministry, we're not a church, we're a ministry. We are the church, but our bill, it's a ministry. We're going to do kingdom business. Souls is going to be coming in, being developed all the time through a, a plethora of programs, through all kinds of programs. You just got to find out where you fit in and then own it just own it. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah, just own it. Just own it. Make it yours. Make it personal. Because it should be. God is watching you. He's watching your works. If you remember, your, man, you want, don't let your words get burned up. Everything you do and think, I'm telling you, be safe and go on this. this <laughs> just fall in. Fall in. How do you stop in this, Lord? We got to be about the Father's business. We got to be about the Father's business. There's a system in the earth today. The system, the kingdom of God system that supersedes what's happening in the earth. Now, so many people are living off the worldly system and they're feeling the crunch of the worldly system. But some of you, or most of you, you're not, you're not complaining about gas. You're not worried about gas. You know, we was going to do um, a gas giveaway up the street from here. This was prior to Easter. Prior to Easter. And, um, you know, my wife and I were talking about it. I already met with the person. We was going to do it. It's going to be on a Sunday after service. Wasn't going to use it to bring you to church, give you a gift. We don't play games. I'm just trying to say, hey, come get a free gas card if you come to my church. No, we're going to be at the gas station where the people that need gas will hopefully come too. And then we can take care of their gas while they're there. They may not ever come to the building. They may not ever come to the building. That's fine, but we're putting the work in. But we're not going to use games and gimmicks to draw them into, into the kingdom of God. Because if I have to use a gimmick to get them in, I got to keep doing gimmicks to keep them. We're not a gimmick ministry. I believe that the Holy Spirit should draw people. I believe that God is still have the power like he drew us, like he found us. God is still finding people. 
but he's using you. He's using your social media. He's using your site. He's using your wisdom. He's using your personal invite. We must be about the Father's business in this hour. We're getting ready to break ground, y'all. We're getting ready to break ground. And what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, a lot of traffic is going to come to the church. To the church, A lot of traffic is going to come to the church in the building. Listen, we got to be able to, 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 to grab the souls that God is drawing and distinguish between the traffic that's coming and going. Traffic is always moving. But then there are souls that God has ordained for Kingdom Life Church. That's who he's going to grab. And that's who we need to be aware of. And we need to be mindful of what God is doing. We know it's going to be a lot of traffic. People are going to come because they see a nice shiny thing. That's not our purpose. Our focus is salvation, discipleship. We want to commission you to go get souls. We want to commission you to go after the lost. We want to commission you to have a heart for those souls, those, those, those wayward kids, man. So many young people. I shared a message on what I said, legacy builders. So many young men are losing their lives in our city. You never know who, who you can reach that will reach somebody else who will perhaps save a life. The Bible said the church rested when Paul got off the street. When Paul got saved, the Bible said the church rested. Thank God that brother in the kingdom. There's some folk that God's going to bring in that's going to allow the streets to have rest. Drug dealers, killers. You understand? Folk that, that, have, that, that, that have that spirit on them. We got to be prepared. Can't be... <laughs> can't speak to me today. So what? I'm talking about kingdom. I'm talking about our partners. We ain't got time to speak this morning. We trying to get set up and get going. I'll speak to you later. We're a church. We're in the kingdom. Visitors and folk that don't know the Lord, yes. Yes, you make sure. But, but your brothers and sisters, you see all the time, you're offended because they ain't speak to you. And get saved. Get saved. We're on a mission to get souls into the kingdom. We got to be able to take direct orders. Any military people here? Look at all these military people. They ain't actually do anything. Please. Go here and go there. Well, well you didn't even say good morning, sir. Sir, you didn't say good morning. Well, well, right, Jacket? Hey, good morning what? We ain't got time to say good morning. Go on your state. Get to your post. Need you there at 0500. <laughs> no please and thank you. You better get on over there. Listen. Because they have you under an obligation or a contract. It's like being on your job when they tell you be there on time. But see, you ever read a book? Read 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. If you can commission volunteers, if you can, if you can get volunteers to serve with no pay, that's leadership. 
because a lot of folks if the holy spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com if you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more check out our website which is kingdomlifeva.com and follow us on instagram and facebook at kingdomlifeva thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages